Hey there, I'm Beth Connors, a midwife and mom of two, but also your birth bestie. In this podcast, we'll dive deep into everything you need to feel confident, prepared, and in control from baby bump to delivery room, from practical tips to personal stories. We'll cover it all so you know exactly what to expect every step of the way. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Today we are talking about fears, concerns, worries, anxieties, uncertainty, whatever you want to call the feeling that you might be having while preparing for your own birth. Because birth is so unpredictable in terms of when will labor start and how exactly each step is actually going to play out. But just because there are unknown aspects doesn't mean that we still can't feel confident and ready going into that experience and have positive feelings and memories around our own births. So let's talk about my tips for you for managing hospital birth anxiety and building up your confidence for a positive experience. And before you continue listening, be sure to head over to bethconnors.com forward slash choices and download my free resource on 15 hidden hospital birth choices every pregnant mom should know from your first appointment to your last. Because the more you know about your choices, the more prepared and confident you're going to be and the less scary birth will be. So let's get into it. So the first thing to recognize is that anxiety is such a common emotion during pregnancy. And this can happen really at any stage, but especially as you're nearing your due date. I'd say around 28 to 32 weeks is when it really starts to feel real for many moms, but that can definitely vary. The first thing to do is acknowledge what you're going through and share what you're thinking with people around you that you trust and that love and support you. Holding in any emotion takes even more energy and the spiral of worries and fears and stress can just snowball in pregnancy. And then you have to add on top of it the hormone fluctuations of pregnancy, so it is just a lot for one person to deal with. So please confide in someone in your life, a therapist, or even feel free to reach out to me, and I'll help if I can, or connect you with someone who is a good fit for what you're looking for. I just want you to release some of your expectations and comparing to what you may have seen other people like during their pregnancy, because what you see on the outside is not real life. The things that people are actually feeling are usually not verbalized. So please just know that anxiety is a common and entirely natural emotion during this phase. Sharing is really the first step in managing your hospital birth anxiety, I would say. Whether it's concerns about labor pain or the health of your baby, feeling unsure about not knowing how things are going to play out for you, these anxieties are part of what it feels like to be pregnant and to become a mom or, you know, adding another little person into your family. This is usually the natural reaction from the uncertainty. So not seeing yourself as weak, but really just self-aware is so important. It really does take a lot of strength to confront your fears and recognize that they are valid and true feelings. This vulnerability will help you get through this stage of your pregnancy or postpartum or motherhood, wherever you're at, with hopefully some really close supportive people by your side. Really recognizing and sharing your anxious thoughts, your worries, or just that you're struggling in a certain moment, excitingly 
anticipating, of course, meeting your baby is such an important part of managing any anxiety that you have around your own hospital birth. It helps you also connect with your own emotions, your support network, and really the larger community of expecting parents. Sharing these thoughts also breaks that stigma around mental health and pregnancy and gets people sharing their stories and experiences, which I found to be so helpful for myself and also so many of the moms that I work with. Another thing to think about when an anxious thought pops into your head throughout the day is addressing that thought with curiosity head on. So to explain this, let's talk about labor pain as a common concern for pregnant moms, because this is a huge thing that comes up. Maybe you can relate to this yourself as you are preparing for your own birth or maybe a similar story, but this can also be used for moms nervous about needing a C-section or tearing or having extra bleeding. This can be done for all of these things, and I make sure to go through these with every mom that I work with. If you address that anxiety head-on with curiosity, you can learn a lot from this instead of just allowing that fear to take over your thoughts. So in the case of labor pain management and having anxiety or fear about what you're going to do during labor in terms of pain management, you might consider getting to really understand pain management options that are available to you as you are in the hospital and You can do this with research and open discussions with your provider, and anything that you do to learn more about labor pain management will help you decrease your anxiety about pain during labor. Curiosity is such a powerful tool to use because instead of viewing pain as this huge obstacle that is going to make your labor the most dreadful thing ever, approach that with curiosity and change that narrative. What are the options for pain management? How do they work? What are the benefits and drawbacks of each? And then by asking yourself these questions, you can transform your anxiety into really just productive energy, searching for knowledge and empowerment to then go and make the decision that best aligns with your birth goals. So you would dive right into the world of pain management techniques at this point, from epidurals and IV pain medication to massage, hydrotherapy, like a warm bath or shower, using a TENS unit, guided imagery, breathing techniques, the use of a birth comb, squeezing that in your hand, essential oils, music, and there are just so many more too. The list can just go on. Each one has different advantages and understanding each of them can help you decide what you'd want to try during your labor and be more prepared. And more preparation and acceptance of how labor pain will unfold and the next choice that you'll have as labor progresses, that preparation will help you respond to each situation no matter what happens and you won't be fearful in the the moment. You'll just have so much confidence and preparedness to make sure that you are doing everything that aligns with what you had prepared for. And then once you go through these steps of learning more and being curious about whatever it is that might be concerning to you, I'd say the last thing would be to talk with your provider about your plan and to be sure that the options that you chose and you have already thought through are available and that they're on the same page as you. You want to be sure you have a good plan that you are comfortable with first and foremost, but also a good provider that will support you in these goals. 
As you gather information about pain management during labor in this case, or whatever topic you might be nervous about, you'll find that the more you learn, the better that you will feel and the more confident you are in handling the situation, no matter if it happens or if it doesn't. You're able to know exactly what is available to you and make a plan that aligns with your preferences and your values before anything happens. Hopefully things won't go against your ideal birth plan, but having an idea of what next steps are in the event something does go different is reassuring, and I highly recommend these kinds of exercises and approaching any fear with curiosity. And the next thing that's important too that I have learned over the last few years just in life is visualizing a positive, successful ending to whatever it is that you're going for. In this case, an autonomous, low-intervention hospital birth might be what you're looking for. And visualization is a technique where you use the power of thought and your mind to create mental images of your desired outcome. And when this is applied to childbirth, it might involve imagining a peaceful, empowering, hands-off hospital birth experience. And this practice allows you to mentally prepare for what it is that's going to come ahead of you that reduces anxiety and gives you the confidence boost that we all need in times like this, right? And to actually do this, I will give you a few steps here. So begin by finding a quiet, comfortable space to relax in. Close your eyes and take deep, calming breaths. Picture yourself in the birthing room surrounded by a supportive healthcare team, your partner or whoever you invite into the space. Envision a calm atmosphere with soft lighting, soothing music, and really a sense of overall calm and trust. As you go through your visualization, you'll imagine the sensations you may experience during labor. Visualize yourself handling these sensations with calm and strength. You'll see yourself moving through contractions, focusing on your breath, and it'll help you feel a deeper sense of connection with your body and the experience of labor. Aside from visualization, affirmations, I am also going to clump into this category too, because these are positive statements or phrases that you repeat to yourself regularly. They serve as anchors for your mind, reinforcing positive beliefs and attitudes. I have found that for myself and many moms, that during pregnancy and labor, affirmations can be a powerful tool to get through anxiety and self-doubt, and even in that postpartum period too. I don't want you to forget about affirmations as an option as well. I have all of these fear-releasing strategies explained further in my online birth course, Hands-Off Hospital Birth, including pregnancy, labor, and postpartum affirmations. You can make your own affirmations too that resonate with you personally, but they should reflect your values, your desires, your strengths. So a couple examples may be, I trust my body's ability to bring my baby into this world. Or, I am strong, capable, and fully prepared for this journey. You would repeat these affirmations daily, allowing them to become ingrained into your mind and just be a part of how you view your experience. Studies have literally shown that visualizing positive outcomes can reduce stress and anxiety, leading to more successful outcomes. 
Affirmations work by rewiring neural pathways in your brain, reinforcing a positive self-image, and promoting emotional well-being. So by adding these things into your pregnancy journey, no matter where you're at, you can actually create a mindset of empowerment and confidence that will go so far in this birth journey. It is a way to give you back your control, and if that was something you feel you may have to give away once you're admitted into the hospital in labor, you absolutely do not. Just remember that your mindset can play a huge role in your birth experience, and these are a few tools I recommend using to help you embrace the journey with confidence. And then the last thing, and probably the most forgotten about, or just things that we don't talk about enough, is learning the hospital protocols and policies. And you don't have to go reading handbooks and doing all the legal things. It's not about that. It's about figuring out what you want and talking with your provider to make sure accommodations can be made or understanding the choices that you do have. And before I get into it, things like not eating or drinking in labor is a hospital policy or expecting parents to stay with their baby in the hospital for 48 hours after delivery if in a situation, let's say mom was GBS positive and treated um, and she was not treated with antibiotics, it's a policy that they have to stay for 48 hours. This is standard, but I can personally say that I ate and drank in labor and left at 24 hours postpartum against medical advice in that same situation. So none of these things are actually the law. You have more control than you probably think you do. But as expecting parents, one of the most helpful things we can do to limit any surprises during labor is to stay informed about the policies and the practices of the hospital where you plan to give birth at. Understanding these and creating your birth plan can help alleviate anxiety and ensure that your preferences are respected. A few other examples to know what to expect include visitor restrictions, monitoring procedures such as you know the fetal heart monitoring during labor, preferred pushing positions of the provider because we know that that shouldn't even exist. It should be up to you, not your provider. And then the triage process as well, when you show up to the hospital and you get admitted. What does that intake process look like, I think, is an unknown for many moms. And this causes a lot of stress, you know, because it's the first thing that happens to you when you decide it's time for you to go into the hospital. But this doesn't have to be a stressful situation. You can absolutely know ahead of time what this looks like. Being able to know ahead of time what to expect empowers you to advocate for your preferences. When you know about hospital policies and your choices, you can make informed decisions with your provider and with your nurses and the hospital staff and really have that peace of mind that your birth plan is supported by those around you can be so reassuring. It allows you to let your guard down and focus on the birthing experience itself rather than worrying about possible problems that are going to come up. This is something that I hear time and time again is not being present in the moment due to fear and anxiety, but doing the things that I've talked about today will help you make sure that you feel in control and calm when it comes time to meet your baby. Thank you so much for being here today. Don't forget to download the free guide at bethconnors.com forward slash choices to read 15 hidden hospital birth choices that most moms don't know they have during pregnancy, labor and birth, and postpartum. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with another mama friend who you think would love it too. And I would so appreciate it if you could take two seconds to rate the show. I love hearing your thoughts and it encourages me to continue making weekly episodes. I hope you have a great rest of your week and I will see you back here next Tuesday. Bye everyone.